Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're going to be coming to the end of 1 Thessalonians, starting in chapter 5, verse 19. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. Dear brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all the brothers and sisters with a sacred kiss. I command you in the name of the Lord to read this letter to all the brothers and sisters. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Paul provides final instructions as we wrap up this first letter to the Thessalonians, and we will get into 2 Thessalonians here in a couple of episodes after we have a little bit of time to debrief about the major themes that we've talked about so far as we've gone through this letter. But the question immediately comes to mind here as we look at verse 19 with Paul's instructions to the Thessalonians about not stifling the Holy Spirit. Well, how does that happen? How is that even able to be accomplished, right? Because aren't we less powerful than the Holy Spirit? Isn't the Holy Spirit God? Can't he do whatever he wants? Well, yes, God is more powerful. The Holy Spirit is more powerful than we are. But that doesn't mean that we should try to undermine his work. And his work means that certain gifts are given to people, and we should not try to undermine that. God's word is proclaimed through the whole power of the Holy Spirit, and we should not try to undermine that as well. So you start to see just the different ways that we can begin once again to live a life of sin that works against the work of God through the Holy Spirit. And Paul is saying with don't stifle the work of the Holy Spirit, but instead to be in step with what God is doing, to work alongside God in parallel companionship with him that as we serve the Lord, we acknowledge the Holy Spirit's work in our midst. Paul immediately here talks about prophetical messages as well. And we talked about the gift of prophecy as we covered the book of Acts and Romans and 1 Corinthians, but wanted to remind us here again that this is not a predicting the future as much as it is providing a message from God in all of its purity and all of its goodness. So when you hear the word of God preached and proclaimed from the Bible and it stands in harmony with what the rest of scripture says, that is the gift of prophecy being provided for the church, that God's message, God's word is being proclaimed to the people. Now, how do we know if a message is from God? Paul invites us very openly to test everything. That does not mean that we blindly trust anyone who says, well, I have a message from God, but instead we look at the message that is provided and we look to see if it lines up with the rest of what God has said and done. What does the rest of scripture say? And if it does line up, then, you know, maybe we should take that fairly seriously. Now about prophecies that try to predict the future, scripture also tells us how we can test those prophecies as well. And we look at Deuteronomy 18 verses 15 to 22, and we see that the test here is, does that prophecy come true? And if it does, then the message is from the Lord. But if it doesn't come true, we have nothing to worry about, and we can ignore the person that is providing that message. Paul invites us here again to just use some critical thinking to look at what is being said 
and to study God's word even more fully so that we can work alongside the Holy Spirit to see what God is doing in our midst. Paul gives final greetings here as he wraps up the letter as well, and he begins the end with a benediction for them to remain steadfast in the Lord. And in a way, this is a prayer from Paul to God on their behalf. Now, is this a prayer that God will answer? Yes, he will. You know, in his own time and in his own way, God will answer the prayer that Paul offers for the Thessalonians because Paul prays for them to be kept holy and sanctified in what God is doing, that they would remain steadfast until Jesus comes again. Now, that is exactly what God desires for his people, and he will not abandon that work. And as long as they remain steadfast in their faith, God is going to accomplish this because Paul says at the end of verse 24, he who calls you is faithful. He is the one who will fulfill all of what he has promised. Now, you'll notice here that as he wraps up this letter, there's not really any parting greetings from Paul's side of the letter. You have nothing from Timothy or Silas or anybody else that is with Paul at this point, which kind of makes this a unique parting letter as he wraps up, because usually there's quite a few people that just want to throw in their last little, oh, tell him I said hi, but we don't have that. Instead, we recognize that those greetings have already been given as Paul begins this letter and as he continues to praise the Lord regarding what God has done for the Thessalonians, he ends this letter. So all of this bringing us back to consider the whole scope of everything we've talked about in 1 Thessalonians. The takeaway question for us to consider here is what have been major themes that have stood out to you? We'll talk about this a little bit more in our next episode as we do a debrief again from 1 Thessalonians before we get into the second letter that Paul writes to this church. Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.